from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Last thing I want to talk about here uh, is the Panthers-Green Bay game coming up this weekend. It's going to be a big game. I'm going to say it again, like I said it last week. Graham, you were actually on the show. I think I have a little bit of credibility built in from saying this last week. This is a winnable game for the Panthers. Last week, I said it was a winnable game, and I said it was going to sound crazy, and I was going to say, I've said it before, but this one is winnable, and all I can do is look at the two teams and call it like I see it, and I looked at the game, and I said it was a winnable game. Entice me. This one, same deal. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm not saying they're going to be favored to win, but I am saying there are some things in the in the matchup that make me think it is a winnable. It is a game that it is possible for the Panthers to win. Green Bay is middle of the pack in just about all major categories, offense and defense, except one. There's one category that they're not pretty much middle of the pack. They give up the third most rushing yards per game. Jordan Love is solid, actually. uh, The Packers might have done it again. They, They may have. But probably, I don't know if he's MVP like Favre and Rodgers, but it looks like he's going to be somebody they can depend on at least for a couple years. So Jordan Love is solid but not spectacular. Their passing game, middle of the pack. Their total offense, middle of the pack. Their defense, their secondary and and edge rushing, middle of the pack. Just about everything, middle of the pack. Their win-loss record, kind of middle of the pack. They give up the third most rushing yards per game. They aren't the best, but they aren't the worst at most most things, but they are vulnerable to the run. That is what the Panthers need. That means the Panthers can lean on Chuba Hubbard, who has been effective. You want to hear a fun fact about Hubbard? His over-under in total yards for this weekend is 87.5. That is the fourth highest of any NFL running back this, this weekend. The names above him are the names you expect, the Christian McCaffreys of the world. That he is expected to have a very good day. You can lean on Hubbard in the run game, who have been effective, and you can ask Bryce Young to play off of that. Do you know what's actually going to be the hardest part for the Panthers? Winning. (laughs) True. Uh, But to get there, Thomas Brown, their offensive coordinator and play caller, has to be so otherworldly willing to be boring. Because the Packers are vulnerable in the run. The Panthers have an actually effective running game when they commit to it. The problem is they might have the most boring run game in the NFL. Hubbard is is a solid running back. He is not going to reel off any 50-plus touchdowns, 50-yard-plus yard touchdowns. Right, He's not going to make six guys miss and beast quake his way into the end zone. It's just not going to happen. But he could be good with, like, Four yards, five yards, four yards, three yards, negative two yards, seven yards, three and a half yards. He could be that kind of boring but effective. So it's going to be a challenge in self-control to just keep taking a profit as a play caller. It's so tempting, so tempting to go run, 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 short pass, completion, Run, run. I have to throw it deep. Like, it's so tempting to do that. 
he has to withhold. Right? Notice that what I'm saying is, is the point is not about depending on Bryce. The point is not about saying, oh, our young quarterback grew three sizes on that game-winning drive last week, and now we can trust him to sling it 45 times. It's actually the opposite. Bryce Young proved he has some late-game moxie, right? He's, he's, he proved that if he has the, the, the ball and there's 45 seconds on the clock, he's not going to metaphorically wet his pants. He's not going to let it trickle down the, the, the side of his leg. But you need to get him to the late-game portion with a chance to win. You need to get him there. That's where the run game comes into play, and that's where the Packers are vulnerable, which is nice. Which is very nice. Everything else that the Packers do is serviceable. Everything else. So you got to be on your P's and Q's all up and down the roster. You, you can't fall asleep at the wheel anywhere, but the place where they are vulnerable, the place where you can get them, is the place where you have to be just absolutely boring. I think of it like this. Um, every young quarterback that has a bunch of success, I'm sure we'll see it with C.J. Stroud sooner or later uh, if he comes back and plays. But every young quarterback that has success, suddenly teams just play him in two shell. You hear about it. Two shell means two safeties, off the ball, keep everything in front of you. And it's it's defensive coordinators saying, you're a young quarterback with, with a, a star-making opportunity. We want you to take the check down 100 times. And it takes young quarterbacks a while to learn. Because they go, check down, check down, tight end over the middle, check down. Man, no one, this isn't going to be on SportsCenter. Check down. Man, this isn't going to trend on Twitter. Check down. Okay, I have to throw it deep. Interception. Right? It's, and then it becomes just a self a self-discipline thing where you have to just know at some point they're going to come down. At some point, the safeties are going to come down because you're just killing them with the, the short stuff, and then eventually you can start taking the shots downfield again. But but if they're taking it away, you can't. So if you're looking at the Packers, think of uh, the run game as the check down. You have to have the self-discipline to just continue taking it over and over and over again. You have to. That's how you can beat the the Packers. That's how it becomes a winnable game. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. First of all, if you missed it, uh, <laughs> there was a moment in a locker room where Dave Doran may have referred to or, or referred to UNC as pieces of bleep. The, the things that we can't say on radio. Mac Brown, during his press conference on signing day yesterday, decided unprompted he was going to address those comments. Here's Mac Brown. Last ball game <clears throat> with a rival school after the game, the, the head coach of that school called our players a piece of <laughs> And I apologize for that language, but I've never heard something like that before. And I'm, I'm disappointed. Uh, I thought it was classless. Uh, it's not true. Uh, number one, we didn't play well in the game. We didn't coach well in the game. That's been very well documented, and I got that. Uh, but you don't call kids a piece of And um, 
I've addressed it with our team. I apologize to them. Uh, these kids are one of the top academic groups in America. They got an award for AFCA's top 13. Um, they've won a coastal division. They, they've won a bunch of games. They, they've been to an Orange Bowl, been to five straight bowls. They represent us well. And from me speaking for them and their parents, they really didn't appreciate uh, being called a piece of Never heard that before. Um, and, and very, very disappointing. All right. So Mac did that. And, of course, you have to give Dave Doran his chance to reply to the Mac conversation. Uh, so here's Dave Doran, and, and we'll cut this off when uh, when it gets too long. But the full response from Dave Doran. Well, you should have heard what I said about myself and my own team after we lost to Duke in that locker room. Um, first of all, when we go to these meetings, we're supposed to get notice that there's a camera in our locker room. And that was not done. And so, you know, I have a lot of regret that that was on TV because they shouldn't have done it. When you go into a locker room with your team, that, that is a private conversation. Unless they ask if they can be in there with the camera, and that was not asked. That doesn't give me an excuse to have that public. Um, but that's what happened. No one told me. And obviously, if I knew I was on camera, my language would not have been what it was. It doesn't make it any better. No, and I did call coach and apologize um, because I could have used a lot of different words, obviously. He caught me in a heat of a moment situation in the locker room celebrating a huge win. All right, we can cut you know. it there. So uh, so that's the gist of it. And and yesterday, this morning, I heard all of the who's in the right. It's a rivalry. We even did a little bit of it yesterday, right? I, I actually think – uh, kind of both were a little wrong, right? Because Dave Dorn probably shouldn't have used those words, as he said. Mac Brown probably should accept the apology, which obviously he didn't. Two wrongs don't make a right. But if we're being even more honest, right? If we're really, are we in the trust tree right now? We're, we're not going to tell on each other. Um, Mac Brown and Dave Doran should put together a little behind-the-scenes agreement to keep this thing going. You know why? Because nothing fundraises like outrage. Nothing brings in the dough like outrage. It helps both of them raise money. Now, you might not want to help the other. I get you, right? It's like, why should State worry about helping Carolina? Why would Carolina worry about helping State? Well, guess what? You play a lot of games against teams that aren't that opponent. And unfortunately, if you say something mean about uh, Louisville, it's not going to draw up as much outrage. It has to be these two teams. It has to be this rivalry. Now, I like if you're asking me, like you know, hey, you're you're the judge. You're scoring the the fight ringside. Who won that round? I think Dave Doran won that round. But I've seen enough UNC fans jumping to Mac Brown's defense that it's having a solid solid effect on them too. Right? There's enough of those classless. Da, 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 blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to say the words that I've heard uh, typed and said about NC State, but they're out there. If I'm North Carolina, do you know what I'm saying right now? Hey, listen, listen here, boosters. Listen here, supporters. Listen here, fans. Listen here, Chapel Hill business owners. Listen here, graduates of the great University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, that own uh, uh, big-time businesses and have all this uh, money that it, that is completely and totally unlimited. If you want us to put that foul mouth Dave Doran in his place, 
you're going to have to donate to our NIL collectives. If you want us to make sure he never calls a University of North Carolina Tar Heel a POS ever again, give to our collectives. Vice versa too, right? Guess what I'm doing if I'm Dave Dorn? Listen here, NC State alumni. Listen here, fans, supporters. Listen here, uh, everybody that has money that wears the color red in the state of North Carolina. If you want us to keep sticking it to those pieces of bleep, those wine and cheese wearing, donate to our NIL collectives. I'll, I'll send you the link if you need to know how to find it. Nothing raises funds like outrage. And part of it is about marketing that rivalry, right? Like, you know, Magic and Bird were in Converse commercials together. They filmed them on Larry Bird's family's farm. Yeah, they were dead set rivals, right? They wanted to see the other lose each and every year. But th- but they they could put together a, you know their forces for a little business you know what I mean sell a couple sneakers like if if I'm Dave Dorn and Mac Brown I'm not letting this thing die I'm not letting this thing die at all I'm not trying to be respectful I'm not trying to be classy if I'm Dave Dorn I'm walking up there and going listen I called I apologized I tried to keep it behind closed doors if he wants to make it public he can make it public. But all I know is that every time I've played sports, the winners get to talk a little trash. Drop the mic, walk off. Then send out a link to the Savage Wolves Collective. Like, <laughs> nothing raises funds like outrage. I talked about it with like with Florida State, right? Florida State gets held out of the college football playoff. You can go back and find it. You can find it on our YouTube page, 99.9 The Fan. You can find it on our podcast. Uh, I said it right here into this microphone the day after the college football playoff rankings were announced. I said Florida State is going to have so much money donated to their program in the next 24 to 48 hours after being eliminated or not chosen for the college football playoff. Not because, oh, they were so good this year. Not because, oh, we feel bad for Jordan Travis. But because they were furious. The fans were outraged. And they should have been. And outrage is a really, 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 really good fundraiser. And depending on what we hear out of this board of trustees meeting tomorrow from Florida State, maybe they did raise an absolutely stupid amount of money that's well above and beyond what I thought they could. And maybe they're just going to cut a check to the ACC and bounce. But if that's the case, that just furthers my point that nothing brings in money like outrage. So mutual outrage, if you get NC State outraged in North Carolina, if you get University of North Carolina outraged at NC State, those coaches are both going to take that to the bank. And yes, you, like because they're your rival, do you wish you could raise all that fund? fund all that money without having to also kind of help your opponent? Yeah. But guess what? All that money you raise, Duke isn't raising, right? All that money you raise off of a Mac Brown, Dave Doran battle, uh, you know, Louisville isn't raising, Miami isn't raising, Florida State isn't raising. That's your advantage. My parents lived in South Carolina when it was Spurrier at South Carolina and Dabo at Clemson. And I swear they had a section of the sports page reserved for here's what they said this time. 
and it was always one of them trading barbs with the other, passive-aggressive comments at the other. They were going back and forth. That's when Clemson was building themselves into Clemson, right? That's when they were going from what the whatever the heck they were under Terry Bowden and everybody else to what they are now under Dabo, which is a two-time national champion. They use that outrage, right? Clemson fans, if you want us to beat that mean old ball coach Steve Spurrier and do things our way, you're going to have to give $20 a person. Four million of you do it. We might have enough money to put a uh, mini golf course in the locker room and a slide in the locker room. And they have it all, by the way. They have a wiffle ball field in their, their player facility at Clemson. That was all raised. All that money was raised on the back of we really don't like Steve Spurrier. So Mac Brown and Dave Doran, who's right, who's wrong, who crossed the line, who's got more class, who cares? Who's got the money? That's what the question really is. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.